Welcome to this GemTrain.org presentation, where you will be able to enjoy some wonderful free content that we sincerely hope will help you overcome the challenges of autism. Some content from this presentation is not included here, but the entire presentation is available on our website, GemTrain.org. I'm Nicholas Hundley. I'm a nutritional biochemist. I have a master's degree in biochemistry, and I also have a certified nutrition specialist credential from the Board for Certification of Nutrition Specialists. And I study autism as well as other emotional and brain disorders, and I help patients um, to improve the health of their brain for better um, symptoms and outcomes. I started studying autism in depth because of my own history of dealing with anxiety and depression as a child and a teenager. And I struggled so much that I felt like it was a bad enough problem. There's probably other people dealing with similar issues and I figured I could help them alleviate some suffering. So the reason that nutrition can be such a benefit is because of the old cliche that we always hear, you are what you eat. And our brain is part of us. The brain is an organ just like any other organ in your body. And it runs on the fuel that you give it. And, you know, an analogy could be a car. A car runs better when it's given the right type of fuel, um, you know, whether it's diesel or unleaded or what, whatever it is. And it also runs better when you give it the right type of oil and you take care of it and, and things like that. So the brain is similar. The brain does not function um, on just any old food that we might want to put into it. And the interesting thing about the brain is because obviously it's not showing on our skin, we can't see what's going on visibly, but we can see the manifestation of brain health in how our emotions manifest and our behaviors. And um, autism is an extreme example of these changes in the wiring of the brain. And fortunately, there's things that we can do to kind of change the oil, so to speak, and help the brain function more smoothly. And a lot of people on the spectrum see a lot of improvements when they make certain dietary changes and supplement regimens. And um, the, the interesting thing about autism though is that not only is it a spectrum, but everybody's different. And the causes of autism have been such a mystery for so long since it started emerging. Um, you know, and it's quite common now, but initially when it wasn't so common, it, it was quite an enigma. So based on my experience growing up with um, anxiety and depression, I eventually identified that if I changed what I ate, improved my eating habits, then I felt a lot better. Anxiety went down and depression went down. And so that's why I do what I do, helping people with brain health conditions. And autism is similar to anxiety and depression, and a lot of, a lot of times they overlap. And this is because the brain is affected by what we eat. So there's that old cliche, you are what you eat, which is very true. 
And the brain is a part of our body. It's an organ in the body, just like any other organ. And it is what we eat. So brain health is affected by uh, anything that may affect the rest of the body. And um, an, an autism expert named Dr. Andrew Aidsman said that autism is a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma. And that's because autism is very puzzling from a biological perspective. It's uh, increasing in prevalence and incidence. And um, the reasons you know, were not very clear for a long time. However, um, scientists have been studying it and discovering what the root causes of autism are. And from that, we're able to help balance the brain biochemistry and bring things back into balance so that the brain is functioning better. Um, but it is a mystery and it's, you know, it's compounded by the fact that autism is a spectrum disorder. And in addition to that, people have said that if you know one person with autism, you know one person with autism. And that's because the, the root causes or the root contributors to um, the brain health or struggling brain health are different for everyone. And that's what I aim to do is to figure out on an individual basis what is likely contributing to someone's um, lack of brain health or lack of optimal brain health, bring it back into balance, and then a person's functioning becomes better. Um, so as I was trying to say before about, um, about brain health, the brain is an organ that's not visible on the outside. So in other words, if you're having um, a lack of, a br of brain health, then you're not gonna see a rash on your skin. You're not gonna see redness or anything like that. You're not even gonna feel pain. Um, rather, you're gonna feel emotional pain in, in the form of depression. Um, you'll feel discomfort in the form of anxiety. And also the signs and symptoms manifest as differences in behavior and things like that. And so there are these signs and symptoms that we can look at and we can get clues as to what the underlying problem might be with someone who's struggling with autism. So if you are interested in, you know, starting with your child um, or yourself and getting your brain balanced, then I think the first step would be to see a nutritionist like myself, um, someone who studied autism specifically and knows the, the in and outs of biomedical um, theories for it. Um, it's, you know, I don't know how prevalent it is to be able to find someone who knows um, all these ins and outs of it. Um, there are forums online and, you know, just as I said, you know, one thing works for one family, but it doesn't for another, and something else works for someone else, but it doesn't work for another. So, um, and that's a fine mode of doing it, is, you know, throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks, but it's probably not ideal because um, going, you know, through it, just trial and error like that can take years if you even find the specific cause. Um, and in the meantime, your child is developing, your child is getting older and growing. So the sooner you can figure out, you know, what the root causes are and you can have something to aim at, 
in terms of balancing brain chemistry the better for your child and for their intellectual development and their social development and everything. Um, so what I do in my practice is I do tests. I do stool tests, I do blood tests, I do mineral tests, and I, you know, I haven't even discussed all the different causes of autism and, and how we look at all the different potential contributors, but there's ways to see through blood tests that I order and um, you just go to a lab, get the blood drawn, and um, I get the results electronically. And also um, through a stool test, I can see if there's any infectious organism that may be contributing to inflammation. And um, there is a massive gut-brain connection where if the gut is not healthy, then it affects the health of the brain and even vice versa. Um, and environmental toxins are a big aspect as well with autism. You know, at, at the root, autism is caused by cellular dysfunction and it's man manifesting in nerve cells and brain cells. Um, and sometimes this dysfunction, you know, manifests in different wiring patterns in the brain. Um, but, at, but at the same time, um, if we can correct the imbalances, then often the brain can start to rewire itself. So that's the amazing thing about the brain is there's neuroplasticity. And so no matter what age someone's at, there's still some degree of neuroplasticity and we can get things wired up um, well again. Also, if the brain doesn't have the nutrients it needs or if there's inflammation, it's gonna feel like it's in a state of attack. And so it's gonna feel stressed and it's not gonna function correctly. Um, the, the thing though is that the brain is incredibly complex and there's a lot of different nutrients, a lot of different things that cause that stress at the biochemical level, at the psychosocial level and all those things. So our job is to discover what is actually causing it. And I've you know, listed some general areas here of the things that are causing cellular dysfunction in neurons in autism. And these are things that are based in science, that are published in the scientific journals, peer-reviewed. And we use this, this knowledge to try to get those neurons back into optimal functioning. And again, often we see improvements in speech, improvements in cognition, improvements in social skills, improvements in how these kids feel, and, um, and, and so many benefits to it. But the primary cause is some sort of inflammation. And there's a lot of different things that cause inflammation in the body. Inflammation is kind of a general term, but there's a million different things that can cause it. And that's part of the problem with autism is that um, we can't just say, oh, you have inflammation, so let's address the inflammation, and that's the end of the story. No, we need to find the source of that inflammation. And inflammation from a biological perspective could be considered similar to stress from a psychological perspective. So just like anything, any various things could cause stress for someone. Um, there's various biological causes for um, inflammation. And common causes of inflammation in people with autism are immune causes, um, including infections or past infections. And these are things um, like bacterial infections, clostridium infections. Um, autism is associated with infections in the mother during pregnancy. And so that's an important part of the history. And sometimes these infections cause immunological consequences that affect the brain. And sometimes the effects can be reversed or ameliorated. And so that's through testing, I determine 
and also through your history determine what might be causing that. Um, sometimes there's actually a, so there's a lot of um, evidence and I'd say it's even more than just evidence, but there's a lot of proof that autoimmunity is involved in autism. So a lot of cases of autism can be viewed as an autoimmune condition. And so in an autoimmune condition, the body's immune system, because it's confused or it's overactive, is actually attacking um, the cells of the person's body. And in someone with autism, um, it's damaging the nerve cells. Um, and so there's ways to address that autoimmunity. Um, first of all, it is nice to know what caused it because infections can cause autoimmunity. They're actually probably the major number one cause of autoimmunity. And then um, through you know, nutrition therapy and diet, we can decrease the inflammation, um, decrease that autoimmunity. There's also uh, an approach that I'm beginning to take in my practice where Let's say, for example, someone has a history of um, Clostridium infection. Clostridium infection is a bacterial infection that primarily infects the gut. So there's a lot of different strains of Clostridium. Certain strains are um, overrepresented in people with autism. And there's evidence that this, these strains may be contributing to neurological damage in various ways. Um, and if, if it's resulting in um, autoimmune inflammation, then there's a modality called low-dose immunotherapy where we try to downregulate someone's immune response that um, is manifesting in autoimmunity that might be causing some autism symptoms. So that's an um, exciting aspect of what I do in, 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 uh, in doing that. We hope you're enjoying this presentation. At any time, we invite you to go to gemtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum. Yeah, so a lot of people are surprised when I recommend eating more fat. And I, and I always have to you know, emphasize that I'm not just saying more fat, I'm saying more healthy fat. Um, healthy fat does not make you fat. On the contrary, it's sugar and excess processed carbohydrates that make people fat. Um, it sounds counterintuitive, but if you think about it this way, it might be, might make more sense. If your body is habitually eating fat, it's going to learn how to burn fat. And if it knows how to burn fat, it's going to burn your belly fat. Um, so our bodies are actually very good at handling fat as long as we're not eating too much sugar and processed carbohydrates. Processed carbohydrates is things like, you know, breakfast cereals and um, candy bars and cakes and ice cream and things like that. Those would be processed, you know, highly sugary and carbohydrate rich foods, french fries, hamburgers, things like that. But um, yeah, fat in and of itself doesn't make people fat. Um, fat is is satiating and it, you know, in the absence of too much carbohydrate, it actually, a lot of people lose fat, or yeah, when they eat more fat. Some tips that I would 
recommend for parents to help children get more fat and more healthy fat in their diet is to get grass-fed butter and be liberal with putting it on steamed organic vegetables. That the grass-fed butter is going to have more omega-3 fatty acids in it. And saturated fat and cholesterol, like I said, are good for the brain. So if you can add more of that, that's one tip that I would recommend. Um, and there's, there's usually at least, you know, one or two or three vegetables that a kid will be able to handle. Um, maybe it's carrots or um, Brussels sprouts are often a stretch, but not always. Um, never rule anything out. It's good to try different things. Um, avocados are good and, and healthy fat. Um, so one particularly powerful phytonutrient is found in the small sprouts of broccoli. So broccoli sprouts have a phytonutrient called sulforaphane in it that actually increases your the cell's ability to detoxify. And they've done research studies specifically on children on the spectrum, giving them broccoli sprout extract with the sulforaphane in it and um, see dramatic improvements in behavior and well-being in these kids. Um, the interesting thing is that sulforaphane is also strongly anti-cancer. It um, causes the cells to function um, better and to um, just try to detoxify and, and tighten up ship, I guess, so to speak, so the cells function better. And um, so that's another example of, of a phytonutrient that is powerful in uh, helping these kids. So broccoli sprouts don't necessarily taste the best on their own. It's not something that most people would just you know, eat <laughs> by the handful, but there's ways to add, you know, tasty sauces to it. So it's sort of, sort of like the salad effect where you put salad dressing on a salad and it suddenly becomes great. You can do the same thing with broccoli sprouts. And um, it's something that's definitely worth a try because a lot of people do report some benefit from it. So, um, and another thing you can do with broccoli sprouts is put them into smoothies and find a way to hide the flavor of them in a fruit smoothie. So supplements can be very helpful for kids on the spectrum to really get specific nutrients into their body and their brain that are gonna help them to feel better and function better. Um, like I mentioned before, there's a lot of stresses that are occurring in the brain of an autistic child. And this leads to depletion of certain minerals and, and certain nutrients. And also um, just, you know, sometimes it's hard for them to eat healthy food. And so that also, you know, limited amounts of healthy food also leads to depletion of key nutrients. And so it can kind of lead to a vicious cycle where the diminished nutrients cause them to be more picky and they're more picky. They're not eating as well and they're not eating as well. They're getting diminished nutrients and things like that. So, um, you know, scientific studies and in my practice, we see big improvements with certain supplements that I recommend to patients. And it's usually based on, you know, their individual manifestations. Um, but at the same time, there's also certain supplements that just seem to really help a large swath of people on the spectrum. And some examples of those are omega-3 fatty acids, so good quality like fish oils. 
um, are a good supplement to give. Um, zinc is often diminished and there's tests for that. I test people in my practice for their zinc levels. Um, that's one that's important for um, calming effects. Um, if someone doesn't have enough zinc, they'll feel more anxious. And um, so zinc is helpful. Another one is magnesium that is actually shown in studies to help, especially when mag magnesium and B6 are combined. Um, so that combination of four is, is really powerful. And that's, you know, obviously mostly just vitamins and minerals, but other, other things that can help with children on the spectrum are probiotics. Um, there's a lot of different brands out there and um, what works for one may not work for another. There may be optimal ones for, for certain uh, people. Um, but probiotics are an attempt to um, have the gut function better through adding um, bacteria that um, are supposed to be in the gut already. Um, so probiotics can help. Um, probiotics work better when, when also the diet is improved though. So eating more vegetables and fiber improves the uh, probiotic or the, or the gut flora status in the gut. And that helps with anxiety and other manifestations of autism. Um, and, and so that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg with supplementation. There's also, you know, other things that I regularly will recommend to people. Um, but it's more based on an individual basis. Yeah, so a good assignment to start, you know, to start off slowly with your dietary change is to um, pick one healthy fat that you're gonna add to your shopping cart next time you go to the grocery store and pick one extra healthy vegetable that you're gonna add. Maybe it's broccoli or asparagus or something like that. Um, and then in terms of fats, it would be good to add maybe some wild salmon or sardines or um, get some walnuts at the grocery store and then also buy a fruit a new fruit that um, maybe you, you want to increase your fruit intake and that could be an oranges or blueberries or apples um, try to shoot for organic apples and then also in terms of getting carbohydrates that aren't as processed you could buy yams or sweet potatoes, even, you know, baked potatoes are better than a lot of the processed food that we get that's on the shelves. And then also when you're shopping for your meats, try to avoid the processed meats um, that are found in the packages like bacon and lunch meat and go for the more freshly um, processed, freshly cut meats. And also uh, meat is, very important to get as organic or free range as possible. Um, and if you can't afford that, then it should be offset with other sources of omega-3 fatty acids like, um, like cod liver oil or other fish oil with omega-3 in it for the brain health. These kids are beautiful. Um, all these kids on the spectrum and they're just, you know, they're great. And they have, that pure happy soul within them that can be released, it can be um, liberated. And I know that when we get their brains healthy, 
and we feed them you know in simple ways we just improve their diet then their brain will function better and they'll be happier and I know this from my own experience and experience with my clients and it's really liberating to to have that ability to to you know for these kids to express themselves you know that's one of the one of the difficult things about autism is you know they these kids have the full spectrum of human emotions and perhaps what's most hard hit is their ability to communicate and and just feel free and so that's what i hope to give these kids is that freedom that ability to um, control this this brain and body that they have um, to make it work so that it responds in the way that they um, would like it to and it's possible and there's ways to do it so hopefully um, you can apply what you learned in this video so having a child on the spectrum is incredibly stressful and it is a lot of work and is doable and there's a couple of, of things to remember and keep in mind is that one you do need to find ways to nurture yourself and have a break ask for help when you need it so that you can be taken care of um, and I know it's probably tempting to give up or or not, you know, sometimes you may just feel like it's not working or, you know, there's no hope, but um, it, it, you'll find the answer. It will work. Everything is going to work out in the end. And um, your child will improve. So, and your child will definitely benefit from your efforts. We hope you have enjoyed this presentation. We now invite you to go to gemtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum.